Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. It is July 28th, 2016, and you are listening to Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I am the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and uh, we've officially hit the bricks here uh, uh, in the summer as uh, we get ready for the Olympics to begin Next week, I do want to remind everyone, though, to give us a follow on Facebook. Uh, That Facebook page seems awfully, awfully lonely. Uh, It is the best way to uh, get the latest magic news on your Facebook feed. Uh, Interact with some fans as well. We have a a relatively robust commenting section, but I'd like to to see your comments. I like seeing your comments on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I like seeing your comments on Facebook. I like seeing your comments on Twitter. I my my philosophy is to respond to everyone. So you will. It's a great way to interact with me and interact with the site. Um, get your magic questions answered uh, in real time and 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 be a part of the larger Orlando Magic fan community. So be sure to follow us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily, and of course you can download this podcast. On iTunes, search Locked On Magic, as well as on Audio Boom and Stitcher. There's been a few requests to do SoundCloud. Uh, I'll be sure to look into that as I make uh, some more cosmetic changes to the podcast. On today's episode, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that Zach Lowe article that came out on ESPN.com, and specifically um, how set the team's plans are. I've got a few thoughts on direction that the team is he- the direction the team's headed, and 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 what the Magic are going to actually look like when they get on the floor in a few months. Uh, I'm also going to continue our series looking at some big questions about roles. Um, today, looking at the big man rotation, it's been uh, obviously a hot topic among Magic fans, and it continues to pop up in the news. Uh, you know, it's actually kind of strange. I, I don't have any news to talk about. Uh, there's been, I mean, I guess there's this to talk about uh, before we before we get started here. Um there's been some some video coming out uh, from Aaron Gordon playing uh, at Team USA Select Camp, and, and obviously it's just snippets, and, and there there hasn't been a lot said about about Gordon's time playing with the Select Team. Uh, I'll hopefully try and gather some more information and, and get a little bit more um, to you guys uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I've shared a few videos that I've seen, but uh, generally from what I've read and what I understand, Gordon had a very good select team camp. His jumper did look a little bit better. And, uh, one of the videos and a video that, that Aaron Gordon actually shared on his Twitter account, he's taken one legged Dirk step backs over Clay Thompson, which is, <laughs> which is quite a good thing to see. He's very, very, very confident on, on that front. And so, you know, that's a good sign of his game. Uh, uh, I, I saw a video, um, which again, I'll share uh, later on today or, or tomorrow. Um, I saw a video looking at uh, that that was like kind of a full team scrimmage. And Gordon is as good as ever rebounding the ball and working his way in traffic. Uh, I mean, his athleticism in traffic is probably the biggest attribute of, of his. I mean, we know he's got such incredible athleticism. But to me, what, what really separates Gordon from a lot of people uh, from a lot of people is is his ability to use that athleticism in traffic. Uh, I, I think he is a fantastic rebounder. I think that's something we don't talk enough 
about with him uh, that he is really good at getting boards. Uh, and honestly, I think that's one of the reasons. Well, I think there are two reasons Nikola Vucevic's rebounds were down last year. One was he was pulled away from the basket more uh, on the offensive end, and the other was that Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, and Aaron Gordon had really good years rebounding and, and kind of cannibalized him a little bit. Uh, so Gordon seemed to have a very very good camp. Uh, you know, we, you can watch some video and there's some and see some highlights and see that he's he was able to do. A lot of the things that he did last year and has probably added a little bit more to his game. Uh, you know, I, 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 his jumper does look still look very fluid, and uh, it definitely seems like uh, Gordon is prepared to take a step up, whether it's a huge step up, whether it's a step up to be a star or be the face of the franchise. We'll have to find out uh, in October. But for now, it looks like Gordon has really started to come into his own and, and started to develop his talents. And again, staying healthy this summer was so huge for him, and I think that he's uh, he's really uh, done a good job, you know, taking advantage of this time that that he hasn't had, um, frankly, uh, throughout his throughout his young career, and so you know that is a brief kind of news anecdote, and and that'll take us, I guess, to uh, what I what I want to talk about today is is how set are the team's plans for how they're going to play. Like, what, what is it that the Magic are going to try to do? And I think generally we know what the Magic's philosophy is going to be. The Magic want to be a defensive team. Uh, as I've said on this show, as I've said on the site, the Magic are trying to uh, build a defensive juggernaut. They see that their ticket to the playoffs is to be a top-10 defense. And if they can accomplish that, more likely than not, they're going to be in the playoffs. And again, this feels like a make-or-break season, so getting into the playoffs at all costs is something they're clearly worth do- worth doing. How, how they're going to go about doing that, though, is still a humongous question. There are so many moving parts to this team and so many guys that fit and don't fit and don't quite know where they are and, and how they're, how they're going to play. Um, there, are just, there are just so many questions that... This team has to answer right now. And no one quite knows how they're going to answer them. I don't even think Frank Vogel knows how he's going to answer them fully. I mean, if you read Zach Lowe's article on ESPN.com and, and like the, the beauty of a Zach Lowe, Zach Lowe article is you can break it down and for like 20 days and find something new. Like it's, it's literally reading Zach Lowe is like reading the Talmud. If, if, if you're Jewish, uh, the interpretations of, of the Torah are just like, you can read it however way you want to read it and, and, and find something new and, and discover something and, and, and kind of how vaguely it's written. And it's not that Zach Lowe writes like super vaguely, but, but he just pr- gives you all these little nuggets of information that really give you a complete picture of the team. Uh, in in what Frank Vogel and Rob Hennigan said, there's still a little fluidity with how they're going to play, and, and there's still challenges that they have to solve. And so it's not particularly clear exactly how this Magic team is going to be constructed this year. The general assumption among us is that it's going to be Alfred Payton at point guard, and I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Alfred Payton's probably the surest thing. Like, you know his role, you know what he's going to do, you know where he's going to play, how many minutes, yada, 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 yada. Evan Fournier is probably going to play the two, but Mario Azonia is there to push him uh, and, and probably eventually take over for him. 
Aaron Gordon, a lot of people still think he's a four. I still think he's a four, but he's probably going to play the three. And, you know, Vogel said in the Zach Lowe piece, you know, before the Serge Ibaka trade, Aaron Gordon was going to play the four. But now we have Serge Ibaka, so we're going to shift him over to the three. So, so that obvious that move obviously changed some of the Magic's plans. That doesn't mean Aaron Gordon's not going to play the four. Like as we discussed before, he, he's played most of his minutes in the NBA at the four. That doesn't mean he's not going to play the four. He very well could play a lot of four. Uh, it, it, it could end up that the Magic see that their best lineup is Serge Ibaka at the five and Aaron Gordon at the four. That's something that was suggested in, in the Zach Lowe article. Uh, and, and I'm going to talk about the big man rotation a little bit later on in the show. So it, be, it does beg the question. You know, you spent all this money on Bismack Biombo. Uh, you went out and got Jeff Green at a, at, a, at a big price, although it's only for one year, so it's not a huge risk. Um, you've got all these pieces now, and you think you can make a good defensive team, but where are they going to fit offensively? How are they going to fit together on the defensive end, end of the floor? Are you just going to be this long, kind of rangy team that just smothers opposing offenses into, into pressure and, 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 and envelops them and devours them? Or are you going to, you know, how exactly is this all going to work? How exactly is this team going to play? You know, it, it, it's interesting because... The idea that the Magic seemed to be going for was everyone's going small. We're going to go big with versatile with versatile bigs that are going to lock down the paint. You're going to be taking mid-range jumpers, and we're going to recover fast enough to contest your threes and recover fast enough to stop your to stop your drives again. And the Magic very well could do that with Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biombo on the floor together. They very well could lock down that paint very, very easily and just be a constant rotating mess and just take te- make teams take all 24 seconds of the shot clock until they have to put up a bad shot. There's going to be a lot more leeway given to guards. Guards are going to be able to, to, to press up and attack on defense more because they have that security blanket behind them. I, I, I really, frankly, can't stress that enough that that is going to be a big part of what the Magic do on defense. But we don't know exactly how this Magic team's going to play. We don't know exactly how the pieces are going to fit together or how Vogel is going to make the pieces fit together. Vogel admits himself that, that there are indeed challenges. There are indeed difficulties that he's going to have to work with and work through. And in order for in order for the magic to be successful they've got to understand they got they've got to find the right combination i mean i think we've talked a lot about the magic's versatility uh, but that versatility is irrelevant if it's not used correctly and vogel i think is going to use it correctly on the defensive end i think they're going to have a strong defensive mentality uh, and capability uh, I think they'll find a way to 
to to be a really good defense. Um, certainly, Nikola Vucevic is still a question. Alfred Payton, Alfred Payton is still a huge question. We don't know whether last year was who he really is or whether his rookie year is who he really is on the defensive end of the floor. And so he's got to prove himself all over again. But this Magic team still is going to be finding itself. I mean, it's easy to say they're going to have a defensive identity. It's easy to say they're going to play a certain way. But they've still got to find themselves and figure out who they are as a team and exactly how they're going to play. And that's going to come in training camp. A lot of these questions about how the team is going to play and how and and what they're going to look like is going to come in training camp. The trick then is, with the Magic so focused on the playoffs, if something's not working, when do you break it up? The Nikola Vucevic uh, report or rumor that the Magic are in no rush to trade him, I, I, I certainly believe that. Uh, and it's not, I think them publicly trying to back a player that's on their roster so they can get the most out of him. I, I believe that they, they want to try Nikola Vucevic and see if it works. But if it doesn't, and he's not happy coming off the bench, which is understandable, how quickly do you pivot from that? If Aaron Gordon at the three doesn't work, do you start Jeff Green? Do you start Mario Azonia? Or do you find a way to, to move Aaron Gordon to the four and reshuffle your lineup a little bit. There are some big questions about this Magic team, no doubt about it. It's hard to say exactly how set the team's plans are, and I think the Magic still need... I mean, the Magic have been fantastic at being flexible and being able to have the ability to change pretty quickly. And they'll have to have that again this year. Nothing nothing should be set in stone, because this team, again, has proven Nothing. And so they've got to prove everything. They got to they got to form an identity and show it on the court very very quickly in order to feel security and feel that they're making the progress they want to make. And and you know, that's the problem with with having artificial deadline and and having a playoffs or bust mentality is results matter more than process. And uh you know, the Magic have got to show results now. And so if you're not if you're not fitting the bill, like, I mean, everyone's excited about Aaron Gordon. Everyone's excited about Alfred Payton and what they can be this year. If they struggle, they got to be gone or they got to be pushed. They got to be kind of pushed to the side. That's that's the way this is. Serge Ibaka doesn't work out. I mean, that's going to fall directly on Rob Hennigan. Uh, if Bismack Biyombo doesn't work out, that's going to fall directly on Rob Hennigan. So uh, the Magic obviously have to keep some some versatility, some some flexibility with with how they're going to dole out minutes, with how they're going to figure things out, and and they've got to be able to move quickly to to keep the keep their team's message the same and and keep their identity while still trying to produce wins and produce results. And it's it's not an easy plan. And so, um, you know, I don't think the Magic have their rotation uh, fully set out yet. I don't think that they have. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. They don't have the whole plan set in stone quite yet, but um, they definitely have some idea of how they want to play and what they're trying to do. Um, that will bring me to our, our big question of the day then. What is the, what is the big man rotation? And, and obviously I think this is, this is one of the things that, that I, talk, I talked about in my piece about the Magic beginning to answer questions about roles. 
Um, the big man rotation is certainly a, a bit, I've described it as a log jam. Some people have taken a little bit of offense to that. Um, but I do see the team as having three starter caliber centers uh, and only so many minutes to go around. This was something Lowe did talk about as well. Uh, most of us are expecting that Nikola Vucevic will start the season as the starter, but again, you don't spend $17 million to bring in Bismack Biombo and have him come off the bench. Uh, I just don't think, especially if he was your top target, you're, you're, you're grooming him to be a starter eventually, even if he's not one yet. Uh, and so that does create a logjam. That does create a question. Um, it seems that the Magic are set on playing Serge Ibaka at the four, and that's fine. He's been successful at the four and has done well there. Uh, you know, I think Aaron Gordon is going to see backup minutes at the four. Certainly Jeff Green will too. Uh, and so you've got now five players who can fill those two spots, and they're all going to demand minutes and all going to need minutes to be successful and get the most out of them. And so how do the Magic clear this up? Well, Let's talk about what the Magic said at that press conference uh, er, in early July when they introduced all these new players. Frank Vogel said, quote, Vooch will play the five with Serge having the ability to slide over to the five. I think Aaron will play a lot at the backup four along with Jeff Green. I think Jeff and Aaron playing alongside each other against small teams could be a great versatile lineup to go to. Uh, Certainly, this is kind of how we see the rotation going. Vooch will be the five, Ibaka the four, Gordon playing the three, Bench lineup comes in. It's Biombo at the five, Green at the four, uh, possibly Gordon at the three still, or Gordon at the four. Uh, you know, you get you get the picture. Um. So, it's definitely a um a a bit of a, a quagmire to figure out how you dole out all these minutes. I mean. Vucevic played, what, 30-something minutes per game last year. Ibaka's going to demand 30-something minutes per game. Biombo's going to demand 30-something minutes per game. There's not enough minutes to spread around those three. I mean, if there's 48 minutes in a game at center, you know, Vucevic is not playing 30 minutes at center. Biombo's not playing 30 minutes at center. You know, maybe Biombo settles in at like 26, 25 minutes per game. Vucevic settles in at like 30, and, and Ibaka, because he can play the four, is at like 32. It's not easy to, to figure this out, and, and it's going to be determined based on competition. And I think that's the biggest point of, of all this magic rebuilding and something that we haven't talked about enough but has been mentioned by some of the players. They're excited about the competition that's going to come in training camp and come in practice that's going to make them better, you know, uh, you know iron sharpening iron or, or whatever the phrase, whatever the phrase is. But eventually the Magic are going to have to settle into a rotation that gives them the most success. And Biombo is obviously a strong defender. And Vucevic is obviously a strong offensive player. But, you know, they don't have the other skill to, to match. And, you know, it's, it's really tough to figure out. And, and obviously you have to see them play and make decisions based on what you see on the court. It's, it's not something that you can do on paper necessarily. Because we don't know how these guys will play together. You know, I do believe that Vucevic is going to start the year as a starting center. And I do believe that, you know, it's going to be a matter of time before Biombo overtakes him. And 
I mean, that's just my prediction. I, I have no clue. You know, maybe, uh, and a big reason for that is I don't know if you can have a top 10 defense even with Serge Ibaka, with Nikola Vucevic as your starting center. And that's, again, that's that's not a huge knock to Vucevic. We we know what he's, what he's uh, we know that he has defensive shortcomings and that's really important to this team right now. So the question, the question I have then is, you know, how, how do you manage all these good players? Will Vucevic accept a bench role? And I don't think the, I think the answer right now is no, he expects to start and he's going to fight, fight for his job. So then will Bismack Biombo accept a bench role? He's played it before, but he's, he seems ready to take a step up in his career. I mean, maybe if Vucevic beats him out, and it's clear that he beats him out, maybe that helps. That doesn't help the Magic, though, because they're paying a lot of money for a guy coming off the bench, but may- maybe that helps. Getting this big man rotation right is, is going to be key. Um, keeping everyone happy is always one of the most difficult parts of being a coach, and you're not going to always keep everyone happy with their minutes. Uh, at the same time, though... At the same time, though, the Magic are going to be, you know, experimenting a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll, we may see Gordon Ibaka front lines, and that means both Biombo and Vucevic are on the bench. We could see Biombo and Vucevic playing together. It was something Lowe suggested, because Biombo does have the foot speed to guard guys on the perimeter a little bit better. Uh, and, you know, Vucevic's shooting helps spread the floor, so the, the lane isn't as cluttered with Biombo in there. There are plenty of options. Plenty of options, and there's still plenty of versatility on this team. But for now, it looks like the rotation is Vucevic and Biombo manning the center position, Ibaka at the four with Gordon and Green backing him up, and that's a that's a fine front court rotation that will get the job done. The combinations will probably need some work and need some tweaking. Uh, who they go up against will need some work and need some tweaking, and, and I'm sure during preseason we will see every kind of combination we can think of in the front court. And that's going to be really important uh, for the team moving forward. That's going to be really important uh, in October to figure that stuff out before the games start counting. Um, you know, it, it does seem relatively simple to just play those guys at that position, but obviously there are other factors involved. And at the end of the day, it it comes down to the team being successful, or it comes down to what you produce on the floor. That's going to determine results. I mean, we can sit here and talk about it forever, and that's what I plan on doing, but ultimately these questions get answered by what happens on the court. And and tomorrow, to close this series out, I I will ask the big question, who starts at center? So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Again, thanks everyone for listening to Locked On Magic. Uh, Again, the support has been fantastic. Uh, really, just really impressed with with the outpouring and, and the support uh, for this podcast uh, and, and for this project and this idea. Uh, be sure to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure to check out, uh, uh, you know, again, all the great podcasts there. Be sure to check out the latest edition of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. It is on the Locked On Magic Podcast feed. Um, I talked with Orlando Magic Daily's Darway Chen about Carmelo rankings and and what they mean for the Magic season and and, and talking a little bit 
about the season coming up. It's it's a good hour long conversation uh, about the Magic and some of the moves they made and, and what they what they mean and and what at least one projection system says about it. Uh, tomorrow I'll also be doing my mini mailbag, so be sure to send me your questions uh, on the Orlando Magic. You can send them to me uh, via email at omagic or to omagicdaily at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also send them to me on Twitter using the hashtag LockedOnMagic. I'll be sure to check that out and favorite uh, questions that I'll answer or save some questions for my regular mailbag on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, so remember, mini mailbag is set for tomorrow uh, in, in the smaller segment that I do, um, which usually doesn't end up being much smaller. But um, be sure to send, send in your questions, and I'll be happy to answer them uh, as we hit the Olympics here in, in a couple weeks. And uh, next week, actually, the Olympics begin. So, uh, you know, somehow Rio is going to be ready by then, but, uh, you know, be sure to check that out. Remember, you can also follow us on iTunes, search Locked On Magic, get, get us downloaded directly to your iTunes enabled listening device. We also are on Audio Boom and Stitcher. Uh, I'll look into SoundCloud and continue to add some cosmetics to the podcast. Uh, I got my new mic this week, so ne- this weekend I'll have another project, hopefully, to make Locked On Magic that much better. Thank you all for listening once again to Locked on Magic. Uh, We will check you guys out tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.